Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. Hi. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Way to start again. We started our intro and then I was messing with my mic and we restarted and we were just laughing at it. So let's just jump in. Yeah. So today I actually want to, so Lindsay and I have a history. If if you're a new listener, we have a history of having a little bit of a boner over Tony Robbins. She and I both went to unleash the power within, how long ago is that now? A year and a half ago now almost. And it was such a cool on fire experience. And I know there's some people, you either love him or you hate him, I feel like, but I have had nothing but fantastic experiences. I know there was a little bit of controversy with him not long ago in the news on him, the Me Too movement and abusive, blah, blah, blah. But it was taken out of context as somebody firsthand who's been at a Tony Robbins event on more than one occasion. He's actually really good at using psychology in order to jar people and get them into a different way of thinking. And he uses language and all kinds of things in order to get his the people to think outside of the way that they have in their patterns. It shakes up your pattern. And this episode, I came across this article and it was nine quotes by Tony Robbins that'll help rewire your brain. And if you go to a Tony Robbins event, you're writing, I think my hand, I looked like I had like the claw (laughs) afterwards because everything he says, like there's so many good nuggets of wisdom and gold that if you were to just take that little quote and apply it to your life and really think about it, it can be completely mind altering and it can help shift in yourself in ways that you never thought you could. So I just want to take you through some of these. I don't know if I'll go through all nine, but some of them are really good. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear them. I have not heard these. So, yeah. Okay. The first one is, is nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning we give it. Mm. <laughs> this is the one that'll reprogram your brain forever. It's more than a reframe, it's a transformational thought that will set you free. Your brain gives meaning to every thought you have. That's right. You decide the meaning in everything in life. Someone can tell you their opinion, but you decide if you're going to accept it or not. Your failures can have an empowering meaning. Your near misses can mean you're almost there. Your periods of stagnation can mean you're preparing. Your lack of luck could mean your lack of trying. What meaning are you going to assign everything that happens going forward? I love it. And this is kind of one of those things too. It's like everything in life is neutral until you assign it a meaning. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely neutral. And- I wanted to talk about some of this with emotional suffering because when the meanings that we place on it can cause us to suffer and it goes back to all the thought work, like your thoughts, create your feelings, it creates your actions, it creates your results. It goes back to all that. And he, he believes in this too, but it also reminds me of the Les Brown quote that he says, life has no limitations except the ones that you place on it. Yes. And it's just, yeah. We'll have to dig more into the, to the neutrality, but just being able to get to that space and have a greater awareness of your circumstances is life-changing. It will change your mindset completely. Yeah. And I think too, with everything going on in the world all the time, 
it's not just a 2020 thing. It's an every year thing. There's something crazy that happens. And what we decide to make, we make the meaning and we assign the meaning and the lesson that we're going to give something moving forward. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. If something is causing you a great deal of agony, like Lindsay's saying, if it's causing you a great deal of suffering, what meaning are you giving that? And can it be a perspective shift? Can you change your mind of what meaning you're assigning to that? This happens all the time with arguments or assumptions. We assume things, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, take the meaning and change it if you can, and you'll change your life. Like this, failures can mean that you're moving forward. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're a failure. You can make it good or bad. Some people have a really hard time with the word failing. Like we even oh, ask, yeah. we ask that question at the end of our interviews and they're like, I don't believe in failures. So many people tell us that. We're like, okay, what's your biggest lesson? You know, we say, what's your favorite failure? Because to us, we all fail at something at some point and we learn from them, right? We didn't get to the desired outcome which could be identified as a failure. And then we learn from it, shift, you do the pivot and then take new action. And those lessons that we gain from that could transform our lives and, and lessons that we carry with us for a lifetime. But some people have a hard time with that word. And two, I think in my industry, we call it brand washing when somebody changes their brand after something bad happens. But if the meaning you're assigning to something is negative, or if it's hurtful, that's okay. It's not bad. We're not telling you to assign positivity or put a positive spin on everything that happens in your life. No. But what's important to recognize is when it starts to create a profound amount of suffering in your life that is unnecessary. And if it's something that you can't get past, something that you can't move forward from, mm-hmm. then it's time to do a deeper dive and reflect more on that. The second one is we can change our lives. We can do, have, and be exactly what we wish. There are things that you daydream about all the time. Your mind can tell you that these fantasies can never be real. The truth is that you can be anything that you want. You can dream something out of nowhere and then use your daily actions to manifest it in the physical world. The key concept here is that we are responsible. We decide on the changes, we commit to the changes, and we respect the changes with our actions. People always tell you what you can't do, but rarely what you can do. That's why you've got to give yourself permission to do exactly what you wish. Don't wait for outside validation because you may not ever get it. And this isn't like that BS, oh, you can be whatever you want to be, junior. Like, that's not that. It's the fact that we have the responsibility and we can take power into our own hands and take our power back and create whatever we want to create. Absolutely. You know what gets in the way? Your own bullshit. The stories you tell yourself. Yep. And I think we're going to talk about that, but yeah, got to set that aside. I love that this says respect the changes with your actions. Yes. Because it's about honoring yourself, right? It's not about sitting there spinning your wheels. It's about honoring the fact that you want to make a change and you're actually doing it. Yeah. And actions create motivation. Yes, they do. And it creates more momentum. So this one is big. Every man dies. Not every man lives. That's so good. (sighs) Chris Akuchis. She's a Tony Robbins national speaker. And she said, there are a lot of people who are dead from the neck up. 
this goes on to say, you know, you've, you've met a man or a woman who is dead inside. They show up every day at a job they hate to pay for a house that they don't need to buy stuff that they think will make them happy. And the entire time they treat most people pretty badly. Mm -hmm. Their excessive debt weighs them down. They don't know what they want to do. They don't care about anything in particular. Life is a race to survive and making it through is good enough. There's no point in being alive unless you actually live. But what does living look like? It looks like this. Showing up with energy, taking care of your health and wealth, finding ways to be helpful to others, smiling for the heck of it, enjoying the small events, taking on crazy projects, not being afraid to fail, loving people for no good reason, spending time being creative, and taking time off without stressing about money. When you rewire your brain, you refuse to do anything less than living your life to its fullest. I love that. It reminds me, <laughs> we watched um, Fight Club this weekend. You oh, that movie? you're not supposed to talk about it. Not supposed to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> but they talked about living this life that's unfulfilled the and things, buying shit that you don't the need. The things you own end up owning you. Mm-hmm. And it was, I love that movie, one. I think I like It's a great movie. Most David Fincher directed movies, who also directs Mindhunter, by the way. Did he direct Seven? Yes. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, that just reminds me of that. Yep. Yeah. So the next one is... If you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it's possible. But if you schedule it, it's real. I talk about this all the time in coaching and speaking it to our leaders. Yeah. And I I think there's no way to really expand on this other than the fact that when you do put something down and you schedule it, it is real. You're 40% more likely to complete it if you do that. Yeah. And what I started to do with my work is on the, on our calendar, I block out times for certain projects and that alone helps me to be like, Oh, you know what? I need to stay on task here because this all feeds into a successful day, but the gym, right? So many of us don't go to the gym because we're like, Oh, I'll get to that later. I'll do that. Oh, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. Never goes on the calendar. You lose track of your time. You get lazy. You have all the excuses. You never go, right? Yep. Now, I have a gym where I have to schedule a time, and if I don't go, I pay money, and I pay a fine. I get penalized, not only with the expensive membership that I'm already paying, but I have to pay a fee yeah, if, if I don't cancel. Yeah, if you don't cancel soon enough, they'll charge your ass. Yeah, and if you just don't show up, they'll charge your ass. So not only is scheduling it making it real, but it – it offers accountability that you didn't have before. It's a whole level. And just writing it down, some pe- people may think, well, if I just write it down, I still may forget about it. Like, is it really going to help me keep it accountable? Yeah, because especially when you do it, you're going to feel so good, right? It was on your schedule for a reason. It was on your to-do list for a reason. You prioritize it for a reason. It needs to happen. And when you start to trust yourself and do those things, you learn that you can create accountability within yourself, that is empowering. It is. One of the things that my coach Sarah says is when you put it on the calendar, it's harder to make a decision to take it off. It feels worse to be like, I'm not doing that. Yep. Because it was on the calendar and now you have to like take it off. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now I'm making a conscious decision, right? To not do something that you plan to do. Yep. Yeah probably something that was for the better. Anyway, 
Next one is a real decision is measured by the fact that you've taken a new action. If there's no action, you truly haven't decided. And so basically what this means is there's times that we sit around and realize that we haven't taken the actions that we've committed to. So understanding why is challenging. Tony Robbins says that a lack of action means that you're still unsure whether it's the right decision for you. Absolutely. You're worried about making the wrong decision maybe, or you just aren't completely, you don't have your own Mm buy-in. And so what you need to do is go back and think, you know, you need to go back and decipher whether or not this is truly what you want to be doing in the first place. Yep. Because if it had been, you might have taken action by now. And if it is what you truly want to be doing, find out what the barrier is and then maybe schedule it. Yeah. So that it becomes real. So the next one is, this goes back to the first thing that we were talking about, but the only thing that's keeping you from getting what you want is the story that you keep telling yourself. Absolutely. When you talk to people that have unmet goals that they've never started, you might see something odd. They have a story about why. And it could be excuses. Yeah. It's not just any story. They can tell their story about why they never got started with pinpoint precision. (laughs) They can blame their results that they never got on a divorce, their kids, a job they hate, toxic friends. The story you tell yourself about why you can't have that thing is the barrier. Stories are an enabler of your excuses. Mm-hmm. Stories are often how you explain broken dreams to people you've just met. Ouch. <laughs> Check in on your stories in a single day. Write down the stories that you tell yourself and about other people. Here are a few, and this is the author of this article, which by the way, I will credit in the show notes here. This is a few. He says, you can't change careers right now because the economy is bad. And this is all present day shit. This wasn't written in 2012. Here are some of his stories. You can't change careers right now because the economy is bad. Your writing results have gone backwards because of the pandemic. You've stopped posting so much on LinkedIn because you're scared. Having that cancer check postponed because of COVID-19. Your work colleague doesn't answer your calls because they think your sales results suck. These are some of my stories. Write down some of yours and notice how they limit your potential. Mm -hmm. Then drop the stories and write over the top of your old stories with new stories that empower you to take action. It's right in that new memo. Yep. This is a good one. Another Tony Robbins quote, focus on where you want to go, not on what you fear. So your life can be dominated by fear and your thought patterns can be dominated by what if, what if this. So fears don't motivate you. No one wants to come face to face with their demons unless they're a Navy SEAL making $200,000 a year. I would venture to say not even then. (laughs) (laughs) But think about where you're trying to head and what would your life look like if it made sense? What direction have you always wanted to go and never gone? Mm -hmm. So instead of leading with fear, lead with hope. I love this. A couple of things come up for me is when you set goals or you're trying to get something done, check in with your reason why. If it starts with, I don't, I don't want something like I'm going to save money because I don't want to go broke or your fear that something is going to happen, an undesired outcome, we need to rethink on why you want that to happen. What is another reason? Do you want to save money and have a certain amount in like as a cushion, right? And to feel secure in that way. Great. But not, I don't, I want to do this because I don't want something to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like that. Another thing when it comes to values, when we identify our values, 
this reminds me of that is when we are identifying our values, because we talk about values a lot. So this is why I want to bring this up because we'll say, go back to your values. Well, if your values are tied to an undesired or fearful situation, action, outcome, we need to realign that value. And what I mean by that is if honesty is a value of yours because your ex-husband cheated on you and was dishonest, so now that is a really important to you, we need to find out a new reason why, right? Because it's tied to a negative belief, a negative consequence of something that happened to you and you're still carrying it with you. So why else is honesty important to you? Don't tie it to the bullshit. Yeah, that's a good one. So I like that. This kind of feeds right into that, but I found that 20% of any change is knowing how, but 80% is knowing why. Mm -hmm. Why you do what you do is crucial. If you don't know why you're doing something or you feel bored or unmotivated, the how becomes irrelevant. If you have the why, you can Google the how. We have all kinds of resources at our disposal in this modern day world, but if you don't have a big enough reason or why, you want to do this? You're never going to do it. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. No, of course not. Nope. And it, if it's somebody else's why, you sure as hell aren't going to do it. Nope. You have to have your own convictions and your own reason why you want to do something. Yeah. What is motivating you to do that? Yeah. And the last one is at any moment, the decision you make can change the course of your life forever. Again, this is kind of like that two millimeter thing. It can be a very small decision, but it can make a huge difference. Absolutely. As if any of us who have get analysis paralysis with decision-making need that hanging on us. But just know that even though the smallest decisions might seem insignificant and they might seem like they're not going to really make a big difference, they can. They can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Think about the person who decides to quit smoking and how much better their quality of life is going to be. They can taste their food again. They can smell food. They don't smell like cigarettes. They've probably added years to their life. Yep. And it may not be them reducing their, and how many cigarettes they smoke, they may reduce it by one and then another and then another and then another. And eventually they'll get to where they want to be. Yep. So The moral of all this is you can do anything when you rewire your brain and believe anything is possible and you control the meaning of what happens in your life. You are in control. There are a lot of things that we can't control. We can't control 90% of the things that go on. And the fact that we think that we control it is just one big fat illusion. I think that's one of the biggest things the pandemic alone has kind of proven to us is that we are not in control over so many things. And it's so frustrating to Mm -hmm. sit here and want control and want to take the reins back and take back our power when really the only way that we can really take back our power is just by controlling our thoughts and how we see things and what meaning we assign to things and how we show up every single day. You have that decision and you got to decide over and over to keep showing up with the right attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. The only thing you can control is you. Yep. It's your mindset, your attitude, and your actions. Mm -hmm. And I love it. There was a quote, everyone thinks they're right from his or her own point of view. So it's like you experience life through your own eyes. 
Yeah. And the thing that helps you to decode what's going on is your brain. Yeah. And we're an amazing species that we get to decide those things. The work that you have to do to get to that place is hard work. Yeah. It's even not the a little walk. changes, it's even not a just walk in the park, the quote unquote little things can be hard work. And for me to just sit here and say, oh, here's a good quote. It's how we should live our lives. It is not lost on me or Lindsay to know that these things in practice are very difficult. Otherwise, we would be doing everything and winning at life and everyone would be ecstatic all the time. And you're still human and you're still going to experience the full range of human emotion. Thank God. Just because this is focused on positive results doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to have negative feelings. That's all part of the process. And I would challenge you to not push away the negative stuff, but figure out what that message is trying to tell you. Because it seems like every time I've ever had a lot of negativity swirling around in my brain, it's my body's way of trying to get my attention that I am not paying attention to something. Mm -hmm. And I usually am not getting quiet enough or I'm not giving myself the space that I need in order to process certain things. And that's like how I pain. know. Yeah. Your, your body is telling you something. Something is wrong. Yeah. And our bodies are really good at shouldering a lot of our emotional crap and protecting us from ourselves. Our bodies are fucking amazing. Yeah. And have you ever – I don't know about you. I think you might be the same as me. But when I get real wound up and I'm really stressed out, I will wake up in the morning and not be able to turn my head one way. Mm -hmm. I have such a, like my stress manifests in my neck and shoulders so bad that I can go and go and go. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like Ross on friends. I'm fine. Everything's (laughs) fine. And then all of a sudden I'm not fine because my body's like, you're not fine. I need you to listen now that you're not okay right now. And so we're going to make it so you can't turn your head and you're going to be in a lot of pain until you address this thing that you've just been pushing down. Mm -hmm. Listening to yourself and taking the yucky stuff, acknowledging it, processing through it, and then deciding what meaning you're going to add to things and move on with your life and actually rewire your brain. It takes effort. It's going to be a constant thing. You never are going to just ace it either. So don't think you will. It's okay. It can be messy. And catching yourself in those times and then being able to recover from it again, takes practice, but we got to be patient with ourselves because over time we'll be able to recover faster. We'll start to shift our mindset and it becomes, you know, second nature to us. But when we're first going through some of these mindset shifts, God, it's hard because those beliefs that BS is so deeply rooted in us and we hold it to be true. We don't realize how much of that can show up in so many areas of our life. You know, it's that goes back to that dichotomous thinking, that black and white thinking that we talked about in a previous episode. And just like we shift something just two degrees or two millimeters, just shifting the lens in which you're looking through slightly, you can see things so much clearer. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the memos. What old memos are you carrying around? What doesn't serve you anymore. And it all kind of comes together into all of this. So don't it let, all builds. Don't let your stories enable your excuses. Yeah. What's the action one? Like your action, honor your decisions with actions. What is that? We respect 
the changes with our actions. Yes. I love that. Yeah, because that feels like a slap in the face when you're being disrespectful mm-hmm. to your own damn self. We don't want to do that. Yeah, hopefully these inspired you. They inspired me and I felt compelled to share. I got this article from one of my favorite sources of all things personal development, which is medium.com. And Tim Denning, he's the one who brought this to us. So he is an author that writes good stuff over on medium.com. So we'll link to the article. And um, yeah. Awesome. I hope these inspired you. Thank you for sharing them with us. Yes, of course. We'll see you next time, but go find us on Facebook, VIP Tribe, Art of Getting Your Shit Together. (laughs) Art of Getting Your Shit Together, VIP Tribe. Why didn't we make that name smaller? I think of it every time. (laughs) I think of it every time. I got to take a deep breath whenever I say it. We're on Instagram at tagus underscore podcast. And if you could be so generous, leave us a five-star review and let us know what you think, what your favorite parts of the show. If you have any ideas, reach out to us. We love taking your feedback and your ideas and creating new content because we sit here and we talk about the things that we think are awesome, but maybe you want us to talk about something specific. We are happy to listen. So until next time, take care of yourself, rewire your brain and take action. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.